Hello and welcome to the uh, 11th episode of the Powerless Podcast. In this episode, I get to talk to Benny from Avoid. Um, this one was super, super fun. I was a little nervous beforehand because this is kind of a bit of a step up when it comes to the reach for a guest or a, kind of a up and coming, you know, bigger, you know, national and world touring act. Um, but but Benny was like seriously one of the nicest people one of the most generous people in a conversation and it really flowed we didn't use hardly any of the notes that i had put down to do this um it was more of just a flowing conversation benny is probably one of the most charismatic and enthusiastic people i have ever talked to uh it was really great to to chat with him for about an hour and a half we actually just had to cut it off or we could have kept going for probably over two hours um but but again it was just like a super great conversation we talk about some of their music some of what got him uh into music at a young age um some of the influences he has kind of the motivations of the band and how they're kind of a little more lighthearted and a little more fun and energetic um in a very serious uh genre um in some ways with kind of the metalcore and metalcore adjacent music um and and again it was just super super fun to talk to him uh so i hope you guys enjoy the episode uh you can um you can find this on youtube streaming platforms yada yada i don't know why i'm mentioning that because you're already watching it but um but yeah so so again thanks for checking this out if you want to connect with me on social media you can find us at the powerless pod on all social media whether it's twitter facebook or youtube um and instagram as well you can also reach me through email at the powerless pod at gmail.com um and, and again, it was just really, really great talking to him. I, um, I'm going to keep this intro short because it's a bit of a longer episode. So I hope you enjoy it. Here is Benny from Avoid on the Powerless Podcast. gonna ask if it was okay if you if you weren't too weird about me having a beer on here so i'm glad you feel the same way hell yeah brother I, right. al- I always like to have a beer when i'm it's, chatting yeah me too it's just it, it works well right it works for the it's aesthetic, like it's like right? you're sitting down at a bar with someone right yeah, yeah yeah just just through a screen right um but all right so for anyone that uh i guess i should talk to people that aren't here um i'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking with benny from from avoid lead singer of avoid um i just asked you but again how are you doing today man I'm doing great, man. It's been uh, beautiful up here in Seattle, actually. It's been like weird because it's like cold still, but it's just been amazing weather and like still it's warming up. It was warm today, but yeah, it's been great, man. I'm enjoying it. I am jealous. I'm in uh, I'm in northern Illinois. And uh, oh shit, yeah. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, I think we're supposed to have a wind chill of negative 30, I think is like what the deal is. So, so yeah, uh, I'm super, I'm super good on that. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> no, no kidding. I, I, uh, I do not want to wake up for work tomorrow, but anyway, um, we're, we're talking about a void today. Um, I, I, I want to say, so I, I found out about your band through a few different things, and when I was researching this, I found out about a cute, a, a few cool things that you've probably talked about in interviews and stuff before but like you know You're good, I'm, man. I'm uh i'm out of the loop when it comes to social media and stuff sometimes uh, for better or for worse but i first found out about your band because i was listening through a silent planet record which is one of my favorite bands and yep. um, you know the, the deal on spotify where something ends and something else pulls up and flashbang came on from your ep awesome. that came out in 2020 and I was like, dude, this fucking rips. Like, what is this? You know, and and it was a band I'd never heard of before. It was you guys. It was a void. And I was like, you know, I, I, I got to do a deep dive on this band. You guys, it's not like you were brand new. Obviously, you had had a record before that and an EP and all that. But um, 
it just sounded so tight, so big, and so anthemic. It reminded me a little bit, not like not not that it was a copy of anything, but of another Seattle band I'm super into, which is Dragged Under. I don't know if you're yeah, and and I was just kind of that anthemic like just hit to the gut fun energy um which i yeah. think we'll get into later but which i feel like um in 2020 especially when i found out about your band was was sorely missing from the quote-unquote metalcore uh, uh <laughs> community um not, and i love the seriousness of metalcore and i love you know like i said silent planet one of the most serious bands i think you can think of when it comes to lyrics and all that right but but yeah. um it just really drew me in and and this new record you guys put out cult the cult mentality was was just like it, it it blew me out of the water with both the versatility and like having a good time also having serious lyrics and and everything else um thank but, you man yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i figured i'd start off by like just just no. totally like you know totally uh uh complimenting you the best way possible right but um hey i'll take it yeah, my yeah. ego needs it you know <laughs> yeah. but to, to start off um we'll get into the the newest record and a few songs and some of the cool viral things that happened for you guys during the pandemic era and all that but um to start off with you benny um i know you were a drummer to start you also got into music really early and all that kind of stuff can you tell me um just for people that maybe don't know where music kind of started for you, you can go back as early as you want um yeah where, where, where you got into music what uh what what got you inspired in, in music initially and what got you into like kind of heavier alternative music or whatever else as, as well yeah, I so I always like loved music. It was just like something that like when I was a little kid, I was always like dancing and stuff like that. And I mean, I'm talking like maybe like three or four. Like I was like the kid that like got all the pots and pans out upstairs and made a drum set with the spoons. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. And I uh, like and then like even like but before preschool, when there was like a day, a couple hour thing that you take, like I was in one of those and I would, they couldn't get my hands off of like the drum thing in the court. Like, so I was always, I guess, even before I mentally even realized it, I was just always attracted to music and even drumming and rhythm specifically first. And like, that was always just something that I loved. And it was just, it was so cool. And, uh, as I like, I, so I always was like listening to music growing up. My parents, like they're not musical themselves. They don't play anything themselves, but they love music. My parents are just the ultimate fans of music and right. they always music playing in the house, always playing the best stuff on road trips growing up, like going to concerts was always like a big deal in the family and stuff like that. So Hell they yeah. love music. So it was always like very, it wasn't like a, I thankfully didn't have to deal with the whole, like, they didn't get it at all. Right. Like my mom, like they, my mom and her friends would go like fucking sneak into like Judas Priest concerts Fuck at the Coliseum yeah. in Seattle. <laughs> like, they were all about it. And so it's like, thankfully that made the, the transition really, I mean, there's always the, I don't know if any parent ever wants to hear, I want to be in a band. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> And but you it's know what I scary, mean? Right? Like, I would get it from a parent angle that you're like, uh, there's oh. a lot of there's a lot of um, uncertainty there, right? You know, and it's like all, all, when you're young, right? You're always like, "Fuck you, mom and dad! I can make it! I can!" Da, 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 da. But I don't know, as I get older, I'm very I'm glad I got challenged, right? Yeah, because yeah. it wasn't and it wasn't. Thankfully, it wasn't horrible. Like you hear some of those some stories are like really bad, where it's mm. like couldn't play music at all and if you ever did that it was like a fucking but it was more of just like are you sure you want to do this right. and then it's like which is a fair th i would do if fair. i had a kid the first thing I, i'm like and they told me they wanted to be in a band i'd be like 
Like you, okay. you, you sure you want to sleep in a Walmart parking lot in a 15 seater yeah. that was made in 1990? Yeah. Like, right, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Like, like, here's what you're signing up for. Right. And so that's, so I'm so grateful that, that it's, and now that we've been in it and been in it for a while, mm-hmm. like they're, they're so about it and they're so supportive. Like my parents are like everyone's parents. Like we still practice at their house and like, they're that's like, sick. There, oh yeah, and then like before tour, we'll always come and meet up for dinner and stuff like that. And they, awesome. like it's yeah, they're they're really about it. So I appreciate my parents. So yeah, yeah. started with my parents. They Cheers. they got me into music, and so I'm grateful for that. And then uh, I got really into uh, I was always into like just little music things, and even just like as a little kid, like all of like the little kid shows that had music in it. But mm-hmm. when I was about uh, six seven maybe i uh it was so i'm 24 so that was so when i was uh six is when american idiot came out oh for green day yep yep and and so that so that was like my formative record as a very young kid like it made me fall in love with everything about alternative music and alternative culture and it 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 what started the pipeline for me because through green day i found fucking so many bands and like and there's always like the great punk debate of green day right which is stupid they are the most punk rock band of all time Uh and they are i mean they like i don't know i don't have a like it's cool that they made punk mainstream and made kids like me get into it well, yeah, and, and it's, you know, it's not like, you know, you think about American Idiot. It's not like they weren't pulling. It's not like they were pulling punches on the lyrical content of American Idiot. Like, it was one of the biggest record. It was the biggest record in the world when that came out. And they were talking right? about politics, right? Like, they weren't, they weren't, like, they weren't, like, sitting there singing about, like, you know. really edgy lyrics, yeah, especially yeah, edgy. for, like, 2004. On a, like, ma- on a major record label playing in front a, of, yeah, like. And they were still getting award shows yeah. and grammys and mm-hmm. stuff like like yeah you can't fucking tell me that band isn't the epitome of what punk is and should be yeah but uh so yeah that it, like that i just fell in love with that band and it really just sent me down the pipeline and for a while it was like that i, I would like dress up as billy joe when i was a little kid and like i had like a toy microphone and like my shitty guitar and i would pretend to be him and like and like I had all the live albums on CD and yeah. I would like learn even like his frontman banter. And that's where it's like that's where I learned how to be a frontman is literally putting on those Green Day records and just trying to copy Billy Joe. And it was always just like a, a bedroom dream. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was I loved it as a little kid. And again, I'm talking like seven years old, eight years old. And then I think when I was eight is when my parents got me my first like kid drum set, like one of those first act like one mm-hmm. symbol like $80 Walmart drum set. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And boy, I played the shit out of those, man. I, <laughs> I loved it. And I didn't care that it was shitty, man. I just loved right. playing drums and it didn't, I didn't care that I didn't have the big, like, I was just grateful to have something. It was better than the fucking pots. Before that, I was literally <laughs> using drumsticks in my pillows on my bed. Right. So to have that was the next step up. And then Fuck, I forget what year it was, but when I was like early middle school is when my parents got me my first real drum set for Christmas. 
Gretz. Can, and can you tell me the brand? Do you remember the brand of your first? It set? was a great. It was a Gretsch Catalina Birch. Hey, that's not a that's that's not bad for your first real. It's drum not set. a bad yeah, kit. Yeah. My dad he my dad found it for a deal on Craigslist. It was used, and so Sick. it was like all in, and it was fucking, and it was awesome, man. It was great. I had a full dry. I had the I had two toms, but I took the one off because I didn't want it, <laughs> and so I had my I had my standard setup, and then I had two cymbals and a hi hat and. That's how, and I just, then I would play drums all day, all night. I would just play my favorite band's records. And then by that point, I, I was out of the, like, pretending to dress up and play in front of my stuffed animals phase. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, but so, and, and, and I was just fully in love with drumming at this point. And so, and so it, it went from pretending to be Billy Joe in front of the stuffed animals to, I would put on a green day record or the used record or an AFI record or my chemical romance record. Or, I mean, the, I could talk about bands for day. I love music so fucking much. Oh yeah. And, and then I even got to the point where I would like look up those bands, like set lists that they were playing live and I'd make playlists of that. And I would like pretend to, be like the drummer of that band so it went from fantasizing about in front to like i actually had a drum set and then i was fantasizing about being the drummer of these big bands and so i guess i'd always thought about wanting to perform and wanting to be around music and it was like literally from as little as it gets and then following that up and so then high school or actually well eighth grade late eighth grade i was in choir class in middle school and uh and i it wasn't like a, I, I just never even thought about being the front man of a band at that point. Like I was pretty cool with being like a, a drummer. I loved playing drums. I was in drum lessons. I like, it was just what I was. I was, I was a drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, one day in choir class, we got passed out music and the bottom of the music had drum and bass or drums and guitar on it. <laughs> and so my friend or my friend that I started the band with Nick Mihas. He's not in the band anymore, but he was a huge part of the I was in his wedding a few years ago. Like he is still absolutely like I love that guy. And I mean he's why I can be here today. So right. shout out to Nick Mihas for we started the band in eighth grade. Hell yeah. Never gonna forget that, buddy. And uh yeah, and basically we convinced our choir teacher to let us be like the music accompaniment for the choir for that song. Sick. And so with that, we then went over to the uh, we went we got to go into the band room, which was a separate room at the middle school during choir class. And there was no band during that period. So basically, Nick and I just had this band room to ourselves. And and we learned it was a super easy fucking drum and bass company. We learned the song in one day and then we had to it was just like, a God, it was so fucking simple. And then we had uh, a month to learn it and rehearse it. And so we would just like. The second choir class hit, we would run through the song once and then we'd spend that hour like jamming and learning covers and writing shitty four chord punk songs. And cause, and that was cause I, I had a guitar too. And I, I'm not going to say I'm a guitar player by any means, but I learned how to play a bunch of green day covers. So I love a fucking power chord. Oh yeah. And so that we were just writing like shitty fucking power chord fucking stuff and well and so in middle school now we're in the timeline uh that's where my roots are but now i'm starting to get into like the warp tour scene and stuff like that uh like the first band that i that i remember finding and i remember the moment finding it on youtube it was the uh caraphernalia music video by pierce the veil so good right so good so good fantastic so fucking good and uh i believe i was in seventh grade when i found that and I was like, 
what is this? Like, this is crazy. And like, you know what I mean? It was like the high vocals. Yeah, that, that first, like, uh, that, sorry, I mean, but, but like that, that first, uh, that first, cause that was the first time I heard that band. I'm a few years older than you. So I think I was in high school when I heard that. And, yeah. and you know, you hear that double, double bass, you know, uh, double bass beat coming in and then you just hear that. I'm not going to try to sing it, but like that's so <laughs> you know yeah. you're just like yep. you're like holy shit this riffs like what is yep. this you know because i i even Dude. i had listened to like punk and and emo and stuff but like i hadn't gotten into kind of the post-hardcore metalcore ish scene and that yeah. was kind of like the same year that i got in heard that song and i was like what the fuck is this this is so goddamn Dude. good and the video was, was so entertaining you had like uh jeremy mckinnon like yelling in a on the fucking the phone, phone and yeah, the yeah. oh my uh, so god much nostalgia right there that brought me back so so, Dude, so if, there, yeah. if i had a time machine <laughs> i would love to like go back and relive that moment for the first time being my like right. 11 12 year old self oh, absolutely <laughs> and that feeling it gave me like like that's like the drug you that's like the high i think i'm still chasing it's the energy it's just right like it, it had so much energy to it and like it's you know it's like it, it's it's such a good song such a good melody but there's something about like it just kicks you in the face every yeah, second like, of the song so good about picking up the yeah, oh my like, god so dude good, so good it's fantastic. So yeah, that and so that was the gateway drug to everything alternative that wasn't like like again. I so I was in a really I was just into the two thousand the early two thousands punk pop punk. I fucking loved every Green Day, Fallout Boy, My Chemical Romance, All American Rejects. I mean, the list goes on. Any band in that realm, I loved. And then so there was like two pipelines that happened at the same time because through Green Day. Uh, they always talked about their influences, right? Like Rancid and fucking even before that, like the Ramones and stuff like that. And so that was where I heard those names for the first time. And then you find that and you find Operation Ivy and then you find mm -hmm. all these like amazing like 90s Bay Area punk bands. And, and overall, it's just like, so I'm finding that. And then at the same time, I'm finding like Pierce the Veil, Warp Tour, stuff like that. And I'm also, again, I'm like 11 or 12 years old. So I don't realize I'm getting into very different Right. niche like uh subcultures you know what i mean yeah. like you know old head punks aren't really like listening they, to new age post-hardcore they, they are so mad that warp tour became post-hardcore they're they're and, like they're like yelling that it's still not less than jake right yeah exactly like, and and so, jake, but you know what i mean yeah, no no, yeah, no yeah. i know i know exactly yeah. and so and me so i don't even realize i i don't i have i've not learned about scene politics yet <laughs> so i'm just in love with music and this is why i have the music taste i have today because right. i didn't care about all that stuff when i got into it and so i didn't know that it like and, and, and I, it is cool to like all that stuff. So fuck right. whatever norm that is. But it's like, I didn't know that it wasn't cool. To, you know what I mean? And yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't fucking, why is it that way? I don't care. But like, so I'm getting deep into like niche ass, like punk bands and crazy ass stuff. And then I'm getting into like fucking the most cookie cutter, metalcore, warp tour, pierce the veil, Memphis Mayfire, sleeping with sirens, motionless and white. 
like all of the anyone that would play the monster energy stage i was all about man absolutely that, uh, and so that's yeah yeah, yeah so, that, that's so, so many like like you bring up the monster energy stage like people you know you would you would go i i would go to the chicago one which was like it was it was all right like it was cool like it was huge but it was at an yeah. amphitheater and so like they had to break it up kind of weird or whatever so like the main stages yeah. weren't as cool because they were in the amphitheater or the monster energy stage it was like massive and like I remember seeing like bring me the horizon there right after some paternal came out yeah. and just like they had more people there than the main stage. Like it was just like, so Dude, you good. Know you, you're absolutely crazy. right. That's what you went to was the monster energy stage. Yeah. I know, but it's just funny. You say that it's always funny to hear how people's warp tours were laid out. Right. Cause so I was the same thing. My warp tour was at an amphitheater and we had like the big, but they would for the amphitheater, they would split like the, uh, like one of the, like the skull candy and the fucking Kevin says, or whatever. it would always change your year. Right. But they would split like the smaller stage in half on the amphitheater stage. And then they, put the two main stages in the parking lot right. with the longest seat and so like i, I, I like that had to suck it was cool that they still let these like they still let us do like the big main stage stuff uh-huh. that's kind of weird it's weird how they would break it up like that uh-huh. but yeah back to the point so i'm getting into just so many different things and again i'm just in love with music at this point and so i i'm literally all i'm looking for and even still to this day, all I'm looking for is something that makes me feel a certain way that I like, that has a good melody, that has a good this. If it's catchy to me, I'm into it. Right. And it doesn't, I don't give a shit what genre it is. I just want it to be good. Mm-hmm. That's all I, all I want is shit to be good mm-hmm. because I think that doing things like, like, like identity politics are bad always as a blanket statement. I'm not going to get into politics yet, but it's, Identity politics are horrible. Right. And I, uh, it's horrible in the music scene too. It's like shit can be cool and shit should just be cool and good. And all that I think a band or a thing should be judged on. I mean, yes, the character of your print though, like aside from like the people that are getting like get shitty people out of the scene. Right. Yes. Yes. But that's, quali- I think, that's a quality control thing. That's not an identity yeah, thing. That, yes. The exa- but as far as like finding your identity as a band and, and and as a fan, I think all that matters is what's good. Yes. If it's good, it's good and it's good. A good song is a good song is, is a, a good, good song. song. Yeah. I've said that's that I've said that verbatim on this podcast to somebody before that it like I was talking to the guy that literally like he's toured with emo bands, but he kind of makes country-esque music. And, yeah. and we were like, but and he was like, it works well. Like people like it at the shows because you know what? People like it when somebody sings a good hook and sings a good song and plays a guitar well. You can't shocker, deny you something know? good. Like, you yeah, can't no, deny no, if something's no, good. No. Absolutely. Dude, country was honestly my revelation over the last like few years and like because i was always cool like i would always be like especially like high school like, oh, i like everything but, but country. country yeah no. <laughs> and i and then i don't know like on like touring is what like i was always i'm already on this rabbit hole and then we got to get to like modern day shit like touring really opened my mind oh, to like because it's like and i'm all i'm one of our main drivers on tour and so i'll just fucking bust out like an eight-hour drive shift and just listen to the most niche random ass shit i've never heard before just trying to find something good right but i don't know i just think yeah that's all all that like 
I think we all good shit is cool. And I've always thought that. I don't know, man. It's just like it's funny how that works. Absolutely. You know? And like as you it's like one of those things you get I think like everybody when they're in high school, middle school, whatever, like they all think they find the genre that's good. Like like you said, you brought <laughs> Oh, up, don't get me wrong. Know, I like, had my elitist phase. Oh, yeah. I for sure Anyone that says I don't they, know, they they didn't are lying to themselves. Oh, I was a little <laughs> dickhead, like like seventeen to even like early 20 like i was uh, uh, that stupid yeah uh, that's i was the dumb guy wanted, it's like uh, i i wanted fuck right before a breakdown every time yeah. when i was like 17 years old like that was exactly yeah. it yep yep and it's funny how now like honestly i think some of my takes now like my 17 year old self would be like what <laughs> yep <laughs> absolutely you know what i mean absolutely it, yeah it's but yeah i mean i i just i i really like to have an open-minded uh approach when it comes to honestly all of this stuff because mm-hmm. like and they've been kind of getting sidetracked but oh, as a little tangent, like yeah, yeah the, the biggest thing that i've like learned from like being getting to be in a band and, and the little bit of success that we've had which isn't much on the grand scheme of things and there's a lot that we could go and a lot that i still want to accomplish but what we have done and what i have learned is that it's like you have to be the shit you can't expect stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean you have to have goals and aspirations and stuff like that but if you want a very very specific thing i don't know i mean and not to say it, it's like because because the, th- the biggest thing that i don't think is preached enough is success is subjective mm-hmm. yep being successful to one person is totally different to another person and Such a good some point. bands are fully content with just touring in a van and, and maybe they don't fully ever have commercial success and they have a little DIY fan base and they work day jobs at home and maybe they get older and they tour once a year still and that's just their fucking thing. They're successful. And that's beautiful. Why, right? is, yeah. why is that not success? Yeah. You know what I mean? But that, and, that, and in their eyes and in their whatever, like that's as successful as Bring Me the Horizon. Right. Like yeah. you never, you don't, you don't know. I mean, look at Anvil. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Look at fucking Anvil. <laughs> like that man had the, the tiniest bit of commercial success. And then we're like, no, nah, we're never going to stop. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, just drove into the ground to even get like, but I don't know, like there's something kind of beautiful about that. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Is, um, and so I just think having an open-minded approach to all of this stuff is really important because the biggest things that have ever happened in a Void's career and my career have been completely unexpected. Never even in a million years thought that that would happen or even that I would want to do something like that. And so absolutely. you got to enjoy the ride, baby. Yeah. Well, that's, that's where, that's where like, and it's, it's so, and that you talking about all these things in this way, like fits so perfectly with the energy of your band, like kind of what your band's about, especially with the last record and, and everything else. Like, it's not like you guys, you know, like obviously clearly you look at the lyrics you write and you look at like some of the things you've done. It's not like you guys are like, you don't write serious things or you don't talk about serious things or something like, absolutely. but, but like, you've got songs like, like, uh, um, one of, one of my favorite what got me like where i was like this is a band like next time they come around in chicago i'm gonna go i'm gonna try my best to go go out there and see them is is i heard that song whatever where like i hadn't i hadn't i was listening to the record because i don't 
for whatever reason, Spotify doesn't send me singles when they come out. I just like find the records, you know, algorithms are bullshit. But, but, um, I was listening to the record and I heard like the buildup and then I heard the robot voice thing. And I was like, Oh, I know exactly what this song is going to be about before the lyrics. This is amazing. Like it's satirical as shit. Like I love, or it's like, you know, go- like it's kind of like a, either a joke on yourselves or a joke on like yeah. the genre that you probably also love. Right. And it's, it's literally all of that. Yeah. It's all of that. It's, 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 it's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed. Yeah. It's, not, it's definitely not supposed to be mean. Right. It's supposed to be funny, and I definitely, I definitely called some shots. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's course. supposed. It's all in good fun. It's like it's definitely not bitter or coming from a place of bitterness in any way. It's just saying like it's just saying like, hey, we're doing something fun. We're not sitting here acting like we're fucking Led Zeppelin, right, or something. And 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 even then, like like whatever. Like that's not. I'm not trying to do like a qualifier. I just mean like you can make music take take your music and your craft seriously and still be like you know what like just not taking yourselves so seriously as people and reminding yourself that like music is supposed to be enjoyable and fun and like that's that, exactly that it song like i guarantee that song just rips live because it's it's still like you're you're making fun of a genre that you're in and yourself a little bit while still making a great catchy song in that genre you know it's like a meta Dude. metalcore song you know it's thank so you good. yeah it- it's cool to hear you say that. And honestly, like, I, I, I think I've said this before, but I don't care if I say it again. Uh, but uh, what I think is really cool about that song that uh, not everyone gets from the first listen, which is like how we always we, I don't I like things to be a little bit vague yeah. because the biggest thing that I want and like I said, if you if you want to find the meaning and where we stand on things and all that stuff, you can for sure find it. We're not quiet about it, but. I also don't want that to be the thing I shove in your face. I want the thing. I want the music to be the music and I want that to be whatever you need it to be. Mm-hmm. If you're having a great day and you need this to be a happy song, I want that to be that for you. If you're right. having a horrible day and you need this to be your fucking get through your bullshit song, I want that to be that for you. And not, and again, so I wanted to leave it up to, to our fans or, or our listeners or whatever it is. If you want to go in deeper or even ask questions, so like I said, we don't hide it. It's out there. But I don't want that to be the very first thing that we're judged upon. I want it to be about the music first and whatever you need the music to be for you. That makes me so happy. I don't give a fuck what it is. Even if you totally don't get the song and like, <laughs> wow, you completely missed the messaging on that one. I don't care. Do you like it? Right. Is it? Does it mean something to you? That's fucking sick to me. Well, and that's that's such a good point, because like even if you're making super, you know, like some of my favorite bands of all time are bands that have like super serious lyrical content, right? Like Rage Against the yeah. Machine or or Stray from the Path or like a bunch of different bands like that or Silent Planet. Like and some people don't earlier. realize some of our songs are some of our happiest sounding songs are crazy sad yeah yeah uh what's the i'm uh, i'm so bad at song titles but the uh oh you're beach, fine. beach party the uh um, hostage beach house yeah, party hostage, hostage, this is what i was missing hostage at a beach yeah. party like that song you listen to it crazy serious crazy crazy serious and yet the song like the energy of it is fun like it's and it, do you want to know what's funny know? about that uh-huh. is uh and i i totally i didn't even finish my whatever point sorry, but i'll get sorry. back to that in a second no no you're fine bro i don't give a fuck we're, we're <laughs> just talking yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah. but uh but what's funny about hostage is uh so that was a song that i had basically everything done for that song and wrote the lyrics and I knew it was a more serious leaning song. And so I had all of that part of the song was already written and I had the chorus and I had the melody and I just couldn't think of a good tagline. I couldn't think of that hook. I had the melody, I had the da 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 da. Like yeah. I had that, but I couldn't 
think of what it was. And jokingly, we were over because uh, we wrote that song. We wrote the burner like a year and a half before it came out. Right. That's the one that. Yeah. Because it, 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 you said I think I remember seeing like you had said that you wrote it in like mid 2019. Right. And then. Yeah. It was summer of 2019. Right in the of COVID. Right. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Because we already had a plan to release the album through COVID. And basically we were just kind of in a position where we knew a lot of bands were shoving their record and da, 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 but we were also like, we're not really shit yet. Like we don't really have any legs to stand on anyway. Like who's to say people are going to give a fuck about the record. If we, and like if, whether we do it then or whether we do it now, we didn't, but at that point, and this is well before any of the actual little bit of steam we got from the burner, but we had a little bit of underground buzz at that point. Right. And I think, Oh, there was a there's a lot of underground eyes waiting to see what our next move would be. And we felt like waiting uh, until like, like obviously we didn't want to do it at a bad time or we wanted to kind of see where everything went and stuff like that. So we weren't going to be the first people by any means, mm-hmm. but we knew we didn't, we knew at a point in time we had the realization that it literally nothing, look, we got to just take this chance. Like, and and it worked thankfully it's like and that's really why we were able to get our foot in the door on things like radio and even nascar and stuff like that and a lot of the huge press outlets we got like yes partially is it because we are we are a good band and i'm not even trying like we are a good band and i know that about us and and but we didn't like it partially had to do with us being a good band that's how you get even that's how you even get your name in the hat right Mm. and then another part of it was really just good timing or lucky timing even because we didn't know we we had our plan set early covid that we were just going to stick to it no matter what happened we're just going to here's our release we made that plan like a, a close to a year out of when the singles were going to drop when the release date was and all of that and we just stuck to it and and that was when opportunities like that you also got to remember we're not fighting with a bunch of giant bands releasing stuff and yeah, things like octane and those press outlets, they still need to run stories, especially then like internet's king right now. And now, you know what I mean? Foo fighters mm-hmm. and they're not getting those kinds of things and you need something. Right. And thankfully we were here. It was, like, it was like a weird time where in a way, like you're right. Like so many bands, um, you know, bands that were maybe like just just above you guys or further when it comes to like a reach yeah, or whatever yeah. else. Like they did. Like there were so many, and I I understand why they why where the mindset was whether it was what whether up? it was a suit or whether it was like the actual band or whatever. I'm else. not yeah. I'm not like, talking shit on no, anyone that made not, that. I completely not. understand but, it. But if you guys played it right, I think where where like there was a period of time where people you know everyone was at home everyone wanted music especially people in this kind of genre of music where like there's always an up-and-coming band or like the bands that are kind of at a bigger level they're not bands like those legendary bands that release one album every five years or whatever you you kind of expect like a, a record every 18 months a lot of the times right and that wasn't it's happening. Not sooner now yeah, sooner now sooner i mean now you're expecting yeah EPs, fucking like an exactly album like every, pe- yeah every year i mean it's really I mean, even crazy. like yeah a lot yeah. like the biggest bands you're seeing are doing an album and then eight to 12 months after the album comes out they typically have another single all ready to go right. whether it's a standalone or whatever it is it's like right you gotta keep people's attention yeah it's, it's, it's the crazy. most important thing yeah it's yeah the only thing that works and that was happening that was happening before covid and then during covid it was like there was this certain time where i think burner came out where like 
there was this kind of stint of time where like there was a big lapse where people were like, oh, I don't know what you want. I don't know what we want to do. Like, are we going to put this out? We don't know if we can tour on this. Are we going to make any money on it? And you well, guys and put that like, out and it, it, hell, it was a great idea. It was a great idea to do. You know what I mean? Like the argument from the the suits, and I'm not even talking shit again. This was right. this was such uncharted territory, okay, right? And, it's, and not all the and again, not all not all the suits, not but like the, the 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 industry argument to not put out music is because the the record cycle and it, it's been slowly getting phased out to what it once was for a while. But but still, the, it's you put you put out a record every fucking eighteen months, and then you tour the fucking world the second that record drops and that and, and then press outlets and all that go hand in hand and whatever else you can get. But it's, you put the record out and you tour for 18 months, put a record out, you tour for 18 months. And that was the thing. And no, everyone was so nervous for valid reason. It's completely uncharted territory. So that, but that was, that was the, like, like I'll tell you, that was the argument. It was right. We can't tour on our record and we don't know how that's going to be. If we can't, put a record out and then go see our fans. And it's also a big, I mean, most bands, especially in the days, in the age of streaming and stuff like that, like obviously if you're massive, you can still make a, a thing off of it, but bands are making their money touring. Right. That's, that's, that's where the money is. And it's post COVID. It's a lot harder even there with the prices of everything now. And it's like, right. That, so it's all uncharted, you know? Absolutely. There was, there was a guy I had on just the other day that he put it, he put it perfectly and he was like, I don't want it to be this, but it is this way. It's just, I don't mean to sound like a business person, but he was like, you used to put out, you used to go tour to promote a record. Now you put out a record to promote a tour. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I was like, yeah, that's like, that's just how it is. And yet like, it did work for you guys to put out that release in 2020 in a way that it did feel like people were just really missing that like fun energy at a time that like everyone was like, it was a very so depressing time. You know what it I mean? It was a yeah. very depressing. I mean, we needed it. You yeah, know, we yeah. even need like, like, I mean, I'll tell you right now doing the burner record release and those label calls and, and having something to work towards, was the only thing that got me through COVID. Yeah. I'm so fucking grateful. I had that. Cause I know, I mean, not everyone even had that, but that was 100. I was thankful because obviously it was a depressing time and I was still, but I was able to put just a lot of that energy into focusing on putting the release of the burner and just trying to, to shift that focus rather than just, I mean, obviously I had my good month and a half of just being drunk all day and like, <laughs> yeah. what the f- well, it's going to happen. But right. then, getting that motivation again to work on the burner even though i i mean especially i mean april may i mean it was so uncertain there for a few months Mm -hmm. having that to work towards and that being like fuck whatever else is happening but this is this is going to be my main focus at the end of the day and making sure that this is successful it was i mean i was really grateful we had that but yeah it was really crazy and thankfully at that point too everyone had started innovating with the live stream concerts and stuff like that so we were even able to do a CD release show that sold incredibly well. And that was honestly, that's still probably one of the biggest crowds we've ever played to. And it was online. Right. Well, that was, that was, that was like, that was such a um, interesting thing to get out of COVID. If people wanted a positive thing out of a worldwide pandemic was in it with the alternative music scene, you know, and I can only just speak to like this sort of scene or like, I, you know, some of the streams I watched, like your guys's or silver scene or, uh, a silent plan. You gotta give all the or seven dust or whatever. Code Orange was Code the pioneers Orange. of they, that. They, they pioneered that shit, and people like ran and with it. Yeah, I I think, uh, but if anyone forgets, you gotta remember, Code Orange deserves 
all of the credit. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't as for sure for the alternative scene. And I would say that they set an example for even the scene beyond literally the day the country shut down. They were able to switch their they that night they switched their CD release show to a live stream set. They were the Incredible. only one that was able to do it that fast. Yeah, they deserve all of the credit for innovating and, that. And it's such a good fucking band. amazing, such a good band on top of such it. Such an right? amazing band. Um, yeah, and like you, you know, you saw where like stuff like that, or like you guys putting out a record, and I'm sure like um, the response online when it came to you know merch things or whatever else you were doing were probably like inspiring in a lot of ways because people just needed to feel like a lot of people that are into this kind of music they love it for the live shows they love it for the connection they love it for the the fun and the energy right like it's kind of like you know there's so few things not to go all like hoity-toity but like there's you know there's so few things in the world nowadays sometimes that feel like community you know um things get so divisive things get so crazy and for some and and, in some in some parts for good reason right but like yeah but like music like your guys's or or bands like yours and that kind of alternative scene like in 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 covid times or like lockdown times i should say really um uh you really saw where where that community was where it it felt like you know pre-covid you could kind of say the bands were were there really really working for the fans and like you guys were still doing that during pandemic times but like a lot of fans really showed up in in remote ways for for bands during covid and it was like a pretty inspiring thing i didn't think i was gonna see when that all dude it was huge and i mean you even go back to there was a lot of bands like fundraisers to still pay their crew and stuff like that and and how successful those were it was really cool and i I mean to this day i think you're always gonna see it in the metal community even and fucking i have I, I'm not, I, we don't know the current guys, but I you saw their guitar player yeah. has cancer and, and his GoFundMe and, and to see how quickly that GoFundMe was able to raise a lot of money and mm-hmm. everyone came together for that. It's that like beautiful to see. I mean, obviously beautiful, t- man. tragic, but like a beautiful tragic. thing to see. I mean, yeah. Tra- yeah. Like, literally, I'm hoping for nothing but the best. And, and literally I can't, I can't put enough fucking, I mean, I, I, who knows, but like thoughts and prayers and everything. I can fucking good energy. It's yeah. like, but it was, I, I want nothing but yeah it was inspiring as hell to see that because i saw that like by the time i saw that gofundme it was like through the roof i was like holy shit it was this like is halfway yeah in like a couple hours yeah, it was like, incredible yeah and and silent planet with their crash and and, yeah. and anything yeah. like like the the when you need to when you if in that's the other cool thing is most people won't rely on it and and if you and if you rely on it and you're not giving anything back everyone will see through that right but if you're just a hard-working fucking true motherfucker that gives back to the community and is just here for the right reasons and when you need help and you need to ask for it people people will give you that help and i think that that's so special and you don't get that in every scene but it's no. so cool being a member of this alternative whatever you want to call it yeah it's hard, it's, to, it's hard it's to quantify a, right but yeah yeah <laughs> whatever you want to call it but being a part of this amazing community that is a fan of alternative and heavy or heavy adjacent music mm-hmm. it's it's really really incredible absolutely yeah and i i think like Again, it's just it's just a good thing to and and it's something again not to not to beat a dead horse with this, but something your band really reminds me of when I see it both online with like kind of the presence of the fan base and also just the music you guys put out um, and the 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 shows I've seen like um, what, what again what got me like really into your band with the Cult Mentality album um, 
was when I saw, you know, we've referenced Silent Planet a few times. I saw one of their members share like, you know, Avoid is the best like live band you can see or whatever, like three different times, three different dates or whatever online. And and then I checked it out and I watched some videos and I was like, yeah, I think they might be right. This band's fucking sick, you know. And like that's just well, the kind of shit you want to see from from bands and from people, you dude, know. Like it's just such a positive but, thing. Dude, Silent Planet are our fucking boys. We love those guys so much. But honestly, like to even go back on a point you were making earlier about like like we all love the seriousness of metalcore and, and a band that is, is as serious as Silent Planet. But I think honestly, I would not even just to toot our own horn, but I'd say us and Silent Planet's fucking bromance is a testament to that. It doesn't matter. Just do what's true to you right. and be really good at it and have fun just and be, be a real ass person. Yeah, just you be authentic. I mean? like, yeah. it, like, like Silent Planet and us are about as polar opposite as you can be on while being under the same umbrella of heavy music. Right. It's like we are in very, we, we are doing two very different things, but we're also not. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, it totally makes and, sense for you to be on a tour, jam out together, have a good time. You know, and it'd be a, a great a tour. Bit ahead. A little bit of heaven, a little bit of hell, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. I absolutely like, love it, man. Um, it's controlled care, but no, it's like I that's what, like I think that's what's so cool about this scene and, and what's made us like also have a lot of confidence to just lean into what we're doing too is like as as we grow and as as we make friends with bands like Planet and and all these other people in the scene, it's like being accepted for who we are and, and realizing that the scene politics really do. I mean, there's also, there's another set of industry scene politics that that's a story for a different day, but, but the fan scene politics of it's not cool to do this and you can't wear the shirt of the band you're seeing to go see the show and all those stupid unwritten rules they have. They definitely do not exist behind the scenes and between bands. No, that's just online bullshit. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is, man. And, and that's, what's been so, cool to us because obviously i mean we're still young and dumb and don't know and we didn't know how we would be accepted by some of these bands before we met them being is we're fucking a random ass party band and we curse all the time and we do this and we do that and there's some bands that we've made friends with that are a little bit more straight and narrow with their branding and those are our best friends you know what i mean it's like and there's nothing but respect on to either party because like i fucking I'm a fan of good. As we were talking about earlier, I just like shit to be good. If you're yep. good at your shit, I like you. And if you're real about your shit, I like, even if it, and like that's even to go as far. And, and I, thankfully I do love Silent Planet, but there's bands that I'm not necessarily a fan of them musically. Right. That I will never, ever, ever say a bad word about a day mm-hmm. in my life because they are like, if you work hard and you're good at what you do and you have a big fan base, clearly you're doing something right. And that's why I don't like like I I mean I love being a hater. I love being a <laughs> it's hater. It's okay to be, be a hater sometimes too. Uh, yeah, yeah, being yeah, a hater is fucking great. But at the end of the day, in your true in your true like ideology, uh, hater mentality, especially to like a music scene or to anything creative, mm-hmm. is is it's it is pretty stupid. And absolutely, and, and as someone that can be a hater myself, like I said, like yeah, yeah, it, like you have to be able to recognize, even if it's not your cup of tea, you have to be able to recognize why something is successful or why another person likes something. Even if it, if you want to, at least if you want to have the best understanding as a musician and as a person in the industry, it's like, 
or if you want to be a good critic about mm-hmm. something, because I also like critiquing music and, and I never want to be a dick about it. But again, I like really good shit. And if I can, if anyone comes to me for advice and I can help critique or whatever, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You have to be able to have that discussion. Well, and, and it's a big difference to be a critique of something like you could say X thing about X music or whatever and say what you like about it, what you don't like about it. But when people kind of just want to, um, what am I looking for? Like, like kind of, kind of just like be, I hate using this word, but it is what it is. Like be trolls on shit and just make people feel bad about something or just like, you know, or say like, you know, we, we refer, you refer like maybe, maybe a band, you know, I've referenced a couple of different bands that have like very socially charged lyrics, right? Like yeah. maybe you don't like the lyrical content, but can you respect that the music fucking rips? Like, you know what I mean? Well, like, or whatever else. Here's what you I'll know? say. Well, good and being a fan is subjective yes there is good and there is bad yes yeah you know what yeah. I, and there there is mm-hmm. and perfect example i set my friends on fire mm-hmm. that band fucking sucks <laughs> and they will be the first to tell you that that's their whole thing that was their whole their thing. whole, their their whole, whole thing yeah. is sucking uh-huh Yep, yep. And for that, I love them, and I think they're amazing, and they're and they're actually are really cool. And if you look at like them inspiring like hundred gex and stuff like that, it's right. like there there is like the, the actual valid argument of like they are really good, but that band sucks. Yeah. Like, objectively, if you were like a music theorist, like they are horrible. You'd be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. If you if you, you know what I mean, the, the realm of when that music came out and the MySpace era and all that, and you were like going to school at Juilliard or some shit, and you heard that, you'd be like, what the hell are people? listening to yeah (laughs) broken side blood on the dance floor bad bad it's bad it's bad it's bad it's bad bad. you can you can't convince me otherwise you can quote both of us on that in the future it's bad (laughs) it's horrible it's so it's funny there's a i get why you could be a fan of it i get like i'm not saying i don't get it i'm not saying there isn't value to it i'm not saying there isn't an appeal to it it's bad it's bad yeah (laughs) it's bad and you know but then like Pop country, and a lot, and a lot of like, like diehard country yeah, fans. Like, like hate pop country, arena country stuff is by large terrible. Like, L- yes, Luke yes. Bryan type fucking people, like people writing songs. Uh, did you ever listen to what's what's his name? The comedian. Um, he's like a younger comedian. I forget what his name, or he's not younger anymore. I think he's a few years younger than me. But he he did this set. Um, what the fuck was his name? Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham uh, was doing a live set, and he would do. You know, he does like a lot of music. And stuff and he did this song called yeah. pandering where he played like country yeah. pop and he was talking about wearing like 300 designer jeans on stage but talking about his mud truck or whatever and it's like yeah that shit sucks like that's not good like that's not hating on but country it, that's hating on bad music like but know? here but here's my but it is good because okay. it's literally and i'm not saying i'm a fan of every but yeah, like no, from, from, my, from my from from the and this is like, like yes it sucks but like from the objective from but taking back like like it's literally scientifically formatically created right. to be good there's a reason a hundred thousand people go to see it at every it, show it, yeah. it's it's objectively good and that's what i'm saying is it's like like you can learn from that while even not being a fan of it it's like there's an objective good and there's an objective bad right right absolutely and that's that's at the end of the day where where it's just good to take your music seriously write good songs 
you know, take your live show seriously. And that's where and, everything, music, writing, all subjective. Yeah, they, all and subjective. that's just, and that's where like the good and bad is here. All of this is subjective. Like there's stuff that is like. Then there's the argument stuff, right? Yeah. And where it's like, and that isn't it. But it's like, but again, then that's where I say you take back the hater mentality. You can peel that back to, even if you don't like it, figure out why it's good. But then there's some things that are actually that bad. And then there's some things that are really, really good that you don't like. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that's a good point. And that's again, where I even almost got just stuck into it. We're out of a conversation 10 seconds ago. But that's where it's good <laughs> to just like, to just like, enjoy what you enjoy let people let other people enjoy what they enjoy it's not a fucking contest with it's art. not it's just, it doesn't it's just matter to enjoy what you enjoy and you know what i was just shitting on pop country i i would never <laughs> shit on somebody going to one of those fucking concerts enjoy yourself have have beers talk about whatever those songs are about i don't know, but, but you know <laughs> talk I mean? about like, your truck yeah, talk, talk about your truck talk right? about going mudding that's right that's right all from a guy that's probably living in like a high rise or something right but like, <laughs> that's the funniest thing about pop country it's yeah. these people talking about like blue collar shit and they're the most bougie ass yeah. motherfuckers bougiest people probably got like a skybox of the dallas cowboys or whatever skybox right? yeah. they're going around a private limo yeah. and private cars flying <laughs> private like they're not they're calling a contractor to do any fucking work on their they're, house they're, they're hiring people to tell them what blue collar people do oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, no see we can that's that's 100 true <laughs> but it's literally scientifically formatically created well, to be good and that's me, what's like insane right yeah it took me it took me a long long time to respect that about general pop music where like i was one of those kids in high school that like i would shit on every pop star didn't matter who they were didn't matter if they wrote their own songs or a bunch of ghostwriters wrote their songs or whatever else i would be like that's not good that's pop music whatever i want to listen to double kick and guitar and people yelling or whatever like and then it's like it took me years later to be like some of those pop stars are fucking talented as shit like they're so good dude, you know what i mean and it might not be dude. my thing all the time but there might be a song or two that i'm like that's like i'm a i'm a teacher uh for my day job and so a lot of yeah. my students love pop music and i'm like it, i hate to say it for my own self because i feel like there's a little bit of like my elitist middle school self inside my inside me that like i'll sit there and i'll start bobbing my head to some of the songs and i'm like they they, they like this song because it's catchy and it's like god damn it i was totally wrong i was just an elitist prick <laughs> you know what i mean well, here, you know what's funny about that and so here and because i had this so I was like in two different things, right? So also in the area of Seattle that I grew up in, mm -hmm. uh, the subcultures wasn't like cool at my high school. And like a lot of the time it's like the, like if you were in a band in high school, even if it's like a fucking fucking metalcore band, like right. that's sick. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the case at my high school. Like, like it wasn't like one of the teachers thought it was more cool than the students. <laughs> like right. no one fucking gave a shit about the fact that I was in a band. And, and we were even like started, we started doing a little bit of shit. Like I toured before my senior year of high school. That's cool. Like we were doing shit. Yeah. And no one gave a fuck. It did not make me popular. It did not make me sick. Uh, and so I, but like, so with my mentality at a, at a formative age, I was like torn between two things because I wanted to like fit in with like the kids that were cool at school. So I liked pop and I, and I did like deep down. I always liked it. And I knew, and I'd always like, 
listen to pop and, and know it was cool. So I have, if I wanted to talk about music with like people at school, I knew it was up. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go to like metalcore shows at the scene. No, I don't fuck with pop. <laughs> that shit sucks. And, and I, I mean, like I got over that very quickly, right. but it's cause I, cause deep down I always loved it, but like, that's like, I, so it's almost even worse. Like I was a poser hater to pop <laughs> to the scene to try and fit in while secretly loving it the whole time. What were, uh, can you tell me what were in high school? If you can remember what were some of those pop pop artists that you, you really jammed to. Oh dude, I loved everything. So we, cause we have like our, our main pop station in Seattle is like 106.1. Mm-hmm. And so it just had every fu- lady Gaga. I mean like, like the shit that was like super popular when I was in high school, like middle school to high school. Like when I think about like those pop songs, I mean, I love like I as replay all that Taya oh, crew shit yeah. when it was popping. Like, yeah. you know, what I mean? like, <laughs> yeah. like that first Bruno Mars record when it was popping off mm-hmm. Lady Gaga, fucking that Beyonce, like 2012, right? Like single ladies and stuff like that. When that was popping off, anything T-Pain touched, I absolutely loved. It really like, man. Yeah. Dude, all all of like, like any anything that was commercial pop radio, I fucking loved. And like even to this day, there's not all of it is my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But I'd honestly say like it, more than seventy five percent of it, like well, I at least like or would not turn off. Even even if people don't objectively like that music which i can get maybe you're like really into like heavy guitars or you're like a drummer and you really want something complex or like the melodies of that stuff like i'm sorry that is like if you, there's a lot you know if you're writing music for what you guys like you guys have anthemic choruses and you guys have like you know uh verses that are like listen to that kind well, to of music any, helps, to any to helps, any elitist that might be a yeah, to any elitist that might be a fan of our band sorry to tell you any catchy elements you like of our band i'm stealing that shit from pop baby yeah yeah seriously because and every band does like you, you know you even any bring, any heavy band that's had like commercial success with like catchy stuff and going to like, like bad omens and chill like, i mean they haven't told me explicitly but i guarantee you they're inspired by pop and like all like anything that has heavy melody driven mm-hmm. i will guarantee you was inspired well, by pop. And, and it's it goes back to and again like anyone that's listened to a couple episodes of this i feel like i'm a broken record sometimes but just because it's true like if you only listen to the kind of music that you make like say you guys if you only listen to metalcore adjacent you know like post-hardcore whatever you want to call it you know what i mean um, yeah if you only ever listen to that and you didn't listen to other music you're just gonna end up making worse versions of yourself over and over and over again whereas if you broaden your horizons you pull something from fucking justin timberlake and you throw it over some drop a breakdown that's just gonna rip <laughs> like it's gonna well, be great, I, pro- you know what I, mean? I promise you even <laughs> even if you have a hard time where it's like not your thing and you don't know what things to like take and appreciate out of it for your thing you know who does a good producer yep Yep. And that's not, and that's not, and, and, and obviously everyone has to start somewhere. Like you should absolutely make a friend with your shitty friend. That's a horrible bedroom producer. That sounds like shit and like cut your teeth. Like that's a formative part of anyone's music career yep. and you got to do it. But any, any producer that's like actually worth it, that has any sort of credentials, whether they're in any sort of genre, I promise you, A, they're a fan of metal, even like the, the biggest pop producers and stuff like that in the world. They love metal. Yep. That, Cause, and and if they were to ever like help out, I mean, even like Amity Affliction and stuff like that, like that Soak Me in Bleach song, mm-hmm. I thought, like that was produced by Ariana Grande's producer. If I'm not oh, mistaken, I, I bet. I mean, I'll, here, I'll, I'll real quick look this up, look up the producer. So it was Soak Me in If Bleach. I'm not mistaken, I think that's a fact. And so it's like, takes that. That's what I'm saying is it's like, like any producer worth their shit 
is inspired by pop and can help you bring those elements into your band. Scott, yeah, you're right, Scott. I think he, I think he did. I think you're right. I'm gonna look this up. Uh, yeah, he has made a lot of shit. Holy, holy cow. Um, yeah, but yeah, like, so that's what I'm saying. It's like right. even bands that are successful right. within that's our crazy. scene are literally outsourcing to pop producers so that you can bring that element into our scene and be more successful. There's nothing wrong with it. It goes back to that, it, like you said earlier, a good song is a good song. Is good a song good is song. a good song. And, and honestly, no, no disrespect to Amity Affliction, no. I actually, I like a lot of their songs. I'm not even a fan of that right, Soak I, Me I, and yeah, Bleach yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't really. It's, ob- yeah. it's objectively good, mm-hmm. but like I'm not even the big biggest fan of it but like i can appreciate and respect absolutely going to that and getting that sort of mainstream uh, ears honestly like, it's huge for the scene it's huge for, like i don't know man i think there's always a good or or something to learn from quite literally anything even if you're not a number one fan of it oh man absolutely like and it's it's refreshing to hear that from from someone like yourself that's like you know you guys are a band that's getting a lot of steam you've done things like you know we we won't have to talk about the whole story but you did like the whole nascar deal where you both had songs on the game you got to do that national anthem thing that went viral you get all all that momentum and like it's very easy to be in the scene of of this kind of music and kind of be an edgelord a little bit you know like i don't think oh absolutely a lot of bands have kind of shied away from that i don't know if the online fans on twitter have necessarily caught up but but (laughs) Like, uh, Twitter's a horrible gauge for your music, <laughs> and, and, and so is Reddit. But I, but Reddit used to hate our band, and now Reddit likes our band. So I guess I like Reddit now. But again, but, it's just it's it's more for my serotonin to yeah, get a good yeah. comment. It's like a, it's a horrible like actual way. I mean, but back and forth. Like if you're just getting re- like, because you also I think you know when you're getting like relentlessly shit on or trolled to a degree. Mm-hmm. Like you, I. And I also completely understand not reading comments, but being aware of what a fan base wants or enjoys about you is important or it doesn't like about you is important. And then if they, and then if obviously if you're a true artist and maybe that thing that they don't like about you is your fucking thing, you don't have to change that, but you have to be aware of what your weaknesses to the outside eye are. Even if you think it's one of your strong suits, if you think that something's super sick and there's a lot of comments that or like is it you know when you're getting trolled but if there's just like like hey man like they did this thing cool but this part of it isn't for me it's like again you don't have to change that but i think it's important to recognize how other people view that because mm-hmm. it's a good tool to grow yeah there's always a middle ground right and like that's where that's where you know you, you say i mean i always i always make the joke i i i'm like i'm i'm also invested in like po- political culture and stuff like that and twitter's a hell yeah. there big time big time oh, there God. Too. Um, horrible and and uh but like there is a there you know there are there's a big middle ground between like never reading you know criticism from fans that could be constructive and and like just like you know reading all the troll bullshit right like there's 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 a big medium to where like it is good to see what people have to say that isn't always like you said it's it's good to hear from critics or like people that are critiquing things as long as um as long as like it feels genuine if people are just shit talking or gatekeeping or whatever it's like fuck them you know what i mean and especially if it's like an internet comment you have to take everything with a grain of salt but like i said like like if you read all of them or even just a handful of them and there's like there's one thing that like sticks out that that like doesn't seem like it's like being made fun of but it's like 
okay, that isn't resonating with people. Like there's nothing wrong with learning or evolve or if you're, or if you're convinced that it's an element that's really sick, how can you evolve it to convince other people of that? Right. Because clearly they're not convinced yet. Right. Maybe there's an idea there that you need to, that's, that could be great that you further like hash out and, and polish or whatever else. Right. And that's, that's where it's good to just like, look at the constructive stuff. Then also realize when someone's just being a fucking asshole. Right. Like, <laughs> well, that, and, and honestly, like, and there, I forget, I think I saw this on TikTok, but there was like a, there, there's a thing that was going around recently, but, and it's also not the first time it's a, it's an argument or a debate that I've heard for a long time. And it's a like, like if you're a band and you've put out three records that don't sound drastically different from each other and it hasn't gone anywhere, uh, that's your sign to like hang it up or do something new. And da, da, da. let's yeah, let's and, let's put a bunch of like critiquing barriers on art. Yeah, that's a good idea, right? Like, like I don't, I don't, I don't like putting a timeline to it. No. You know what I mean? And and I think there's certain elements where maybe a rebrand or, or saying goodbye to one project and starting a new one. I mean, even looking at like for just a quick example in the music industry, I wrestled a bear once got pretty big and had a great underground scene by the end of it. Their singer and guitar player who happened to be married started spirit box exponentially bigger. And exponential, and, and I don't think I wrestled a bear once could have gotten there. No, absolutely not. Or uh, you, you referenced that band, and I was going to reference one of the other bands people talk about right now that like people act like like fakely blew up or something, which is Sleep Token, and pe- people yeah. people would be like like where did that come from or whatever. Dude, else. Like, Sleep Token's also out for forever, like since like twice, a, forever, like like for five six years. You know what I mean? Like they've been new, around you know? for a minute, yeah. and obviously their their identities are hidden. But if you do look into that band, you'll see that the producers that they're working with and the people they're very clearly in the industry. Yes, they're very 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 clearly in the industry. They're, they also like know what they're doing. They've they've like and, and just finally something clicked with a bigger audience, right? Like I I've been a fan of them for a couple of records, and like I saw them getting big, Same. and I was like I was like sick. I want to say I found out you about know, that band in 2018. Yeah, yeah. Like my, my former bass player in in the band that I that I've uh, that I played with my my wife. We we he he was like you should check this band out sleep token i was like i looked at it i was like there we have masks like what are they trying to be slipknot or something and then i looked it up and i was like nope they are very much their own thing and this is dude, sick. I was on, I mean? dude i was on fucking mushrooms when i found out about sleep token oh, the God, first time that is the right way to find out about sleep token i dude, guess yeah. it was fucking dude so we were out hanging out with our buddies and uh and we, we were just like tripping nuts and uh, we and we always like start going down the music rabbit hole when we're on there mm-hmm. and then our buddy dylan was like dude have you heard of this band sleep token we're like no what are you talking about and dude it blew my mind we started listening to like the the songs and then we started watching live videos and i'm like convinced because of like how weird vessel moves and all the other guys like have those like very abrupt movements and i was like I was, dude, these are robots. Like their identities are hidden because they're robots. And I like started going to this, and I like it was so funny and obvious. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's the thing is, like, I mean, Iceland Kills has been a band since two thousand two. Versus White has been a band, right? Like, they, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just crazy. Versus White has been a band since two thousand six or two thousand eight. Like, Dayseeker has been a band. I don't forget when they started, but fuck, dude, I've seen Dayseeker. I can think of was like 2015, 2014. Like oh, they've been around well, for a I've, long time. I've seen Dayseeker. I've known about Dayseeker since at least 2013, 2014. Yeah, yeah, I've watched yeah. that band play to no people mm-hmm. a few times. 
And now look at him. Right. So, you know, and, and that's a band that I do think has all the potential in the world. They don't need to rebrand. No. They, they, them being that band. So that's like, I don't think that a statement like, again, it's not about time. It's about ev- being able to evolve and know. And again, so like there, there's the examples of you got to a certain place with one band and then you take what you learned from that band and start a new project and elevate. Mm-hmm. But there's also the element of like, you, you start your project and you evolve, 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 evolve. And then you find something that hits mm-hmm. and it it's different for everyone. Right. But you can't, you can't listen to the internet or what anyone, you can find good people to give you advice of like a trusted peer or someone that has experience and get their opinion on it. But you can't just take Blake and statements like that. I don't think it works. I heard a, I heard a great, a great thing from of all people, Sam Carter from architects, who I think is a good person to listen to when it comes to mentality about music. Cause one band that just continues to get bigger and bigger. And they also have a very divisive fan base in some regards that they have to hear yeah. from all the time. And, and he was like, if I wouldn't take advice from you, should I take criticism from you? And I was like, <laughs> and you know, like not to say you shouldn't take, you shouldn't take some comments to heart from the internet or something like that. But when I heard that, I was like, that is such a good thing that bands when they're, they're, they're there really, really should embody that. Like to kind of get some skin when people start talking shit, when you make a change, you know, that's the exact balance. Right. And that, that's how you evolve. It's like, you have to be aware of the elements that people like about your band and don't like about your band and stuff like that. And then you also have to be aware that when you make a big change, especially like a band like architects or a band that has like architects has a very staple metalcore fan base. Mm-hmm. And thankfully they've gotten bigger. So I think they also have a lot more newer open-minded people, especially with the last couple of records. Like right. I've been a fan of architects since day one. Same. Fucking dude. I dude architects was like my band for a minute. Like dude, I, I like the record that they hate dude, like day in day out. It's, that song is great. Ra- I don't uh, think they have a bad a, one to be honest. I, I, dude, I don't think they have a bad one, <laughs> but like understanding that not, only were they around for that long but they were one of those bands that did have that like niche if you, you liked architects if you were into heavy and mm. metalcore and not the main like, like you kind of got into them to get away from bands like pierce the veil right. at that time when right. they were and and then to see them make a kind of mainstream again it's hard to put words into other i don't know those guys but, right. but whatever they did they did make us they, they took a chance and obviously probably the goal was to get more successful and it worked whether or not it pissed people off or not. Cause again, there's that objective good, right? They did what they did and they did it well and they did it well executed. So even if it pissed off a couple of those old heads, they had a surefire thing that was going to get more new fans than get rid of old fans, you know? Right. And, and like, you know, for all the shit you can see from like a divisive online fan base from a band like that, um, you go see them, you know, you see any videos of them live, they'll be playing a new song from the newest record and people are going ballistic for it. You know what I mean? So it's like, what matters? Some dude being a piece of shit on Twitter or like the, the thousands of fans you're seeing every night that love the new shit. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, you know, you want to like, know, you want to know who, who I, I recently even had that realization again within the last year when we toured with fit for a King. Right. And I, I love fit for a King. I, I especially love older fit. I was into fit for a King when I was in high school mm-hmm. and, uh, I've obviously like been aware of what they do. And I like songs here and there. It wasn't always my like number one cup of tea for all their songs. I really like them now, especially after touring with them. It's mm-hmm. like, I appreciate that band so much that I'll, I, I can jam any fit for a King record now and just, yeah. but, but, but so uh, the last two records, uh, before, well, I guess 
the two records before this most recent one they put out uh that had very mixed reviews from especially like the scene mm-hmm. and when yeah. we were gonna do that tour with them i and i found out they were only playing new songs on it and not even this is not even a criticism on them because that band should be giving me criticism not the other right, way around right, right. but i was curious to see what the reaction of the fan base was or if that would because they released their set list before the tour and they weren't playing any old hit it was all songs off the last off of those two records and i was like is the scene going to fuck with this? And they did. Mm-hmm. They did. And every single night it was, it was, they were playing songs that not all those songs had like the biggest streams or in their top, even 10 on Spotify, the entire crowd singing every single word loud. Man, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's where like, you know, we all get re- And I, I do like, I've talked about it on the show before. I've like talked to people about their monthly listeners and their, their, their like followers on Spotify and all that kind of stuff. And that not to say that stuff doesn't matter, but like what does matter is when you go out on tour and you get the reaction, because what matters is what your fans that want to see you that, that take the time out of their day, pay the money out of their pocket, whatever else, like might have to get up the next day to go work some job like that. They, they go out there and they love it. And, and like you just said, fit for a king, perfect example. Like, like I've heard the same thing. Like I always like their newest stuff. Like I'm, I'm yeah. again, same, same thing. Like I probably listen to a handful of songs from each record or whatever, but like to hear that, like the, people are going balls to the wall over the last, like several balls records to the it's, wall. It's like, and all they were that's playing. Amazing. were songs. That's so good. Fuck, fuck like the hate shit. Just like fuck do any Twitter, do, do authentic, make, like you said, good songs. And the rest is the rest is there. Like work hard. And the you're rest good, is, you know, dude, exactly. Like, it's so cool to see it in bands like that. And mm-hmm. I think that like, it's a good thing to remember that like, again, it's success is subjective and the scene and looking at all of these blanket statements can get you a, a kind of a jaded perspective or a jaded mentality mm-hmm. on even, even if it's not, even if you don't realize it's jaded, not just being a hater, but thinking that you need to be a certain way to be accepted by the scene or to be successful in the scene. Getting, all you need to do is figure out what works for you getting wrapped up in like the numbers and everything else and like to a degree you do need to look at those things you don't want to just say like nothing to all of it well, but like, here, but here's yeah. what i'll say yeah well here's what i'll say about the thing you said about like even like the spotify listeners and followers and stuff like that and i love people love to be on twitter about that and fucking say some shit and like here's the thing you can only cheat the system for so long <laughs> I I don't even think it needs to be a fucking debate for Twitter warriors because a band that either bought to be on a playlist or fucking bump their, their listeners up like that. Two things are going to happen. One, the second they're not on those playlists anymore, because you don't stay on those playlists forever. The second you're off those playlists, your monthly listeners will go down exponentially. If it didn't turn over to any fans and you see it half, it's a really easy metric to follow Mm -hmm. Two, Twitter warrior. Any band that's going through that and that is getting success in the industry, guess what they're doing? Having phone calls with label people and managers and agents who are vetting them and looking at that stuff already. Yep. You're not a fucking genius because you figured out that a, that a monthly listener and follower count doesn't like, and again, it's an important metric and, and we should follow it, but I don't know. I think that it needs an asterisk, those bands, right? It needs an asterisk. Yeah, those yeah. those bands are going to get run out of the scene. 
Mm-hmm. No matter what, well, and and maybe you can, and, and like I said, it's all it rares out. Maybe you can game it for a year. Maybe you can game it for five years. Like like, there's. I'm not saying you can't get success that way, and and whether that's good or bad or whatever is again, that's a subjective subject. Mm-hmm. But it, it like it, they're not going to be the next Led Zeppelin. They're no. not going to fucking change music. So why does it matter? Just do what you love and, and the rest falls into place, right? Like, focus on yourself. Focus on your shit. Yeah, like it does yeah. it doesn't it doesn't like, affect you that they're doing that. Um, like well And like I said, uh, like what and if it blows up and then they get a huge a huge couple tours and they've never toured before and suddenly they're on arena tour, guess what's gonna happen? They're gonna act like fucking green ass idiots on the arena tour and the big band and all their crew is gonna hate them and they're probably not gonna get invited back to another tour. Like it's like right. I guess like it it will like you can only game it for so long, but it it this shit will spit you out if you're not fit for it. I, I want you know we're on the side, and again I won't I won't keep you too long. Thanks for thanks oh, for doing good, this with bro. me. Oh, you're good, bro. You're good. But um, dude, I'm happy. Like you're, I have nothing to do tonight, I, man. You're fine. I, I I I love this has been a great conversation, man. I really appreciate it. But like you bring up like that kind of online presence vi- virality. You know, you can talk about TikTok, whatever else. Like like you know, it's so hard. I think for some bands to kind of realize where where draw comes from anymore especially like even bands that are you know more trying to cut their teeth even than you guys you know maybe some up-and-coming local band trying to like do the next step up or whatever mm-hmm. i know you guys kind of went went viral to a degree with with your like and, and again i'm not gonna make you tell the whole story for the yeah. time but like anyone that doesn't know you can just look up other interviews you can look up the nascar thing that that happened with that happened the national uh, anthem yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened with the national anthem with benny and all that and it was it seems like it was a cool story for you and it worked out and all that but did you guys like have staying power from that virality did it feel like that actually grew for you for your shows and all that kind of stuff so so again like there is like the there is the like the duality of both like is this we are our our followers on all platforms went up i forget it was somewhere between 10 and 20 percent on everything in a week that's a huge which is like and like and especially when you're already in like have a couple thousand followers to increase that by 10 percent in a very short amount of time is is an amazing metric right and And so yeah yeah go ahead we were able to catch the we were able to catch the fire with it and and yeah i mean yeah the, the full story is on the internet but uh but to to get into it, the the national anthem thing went viral, and people didn't like it, and we were getting ripped apart on on national sports radio and like NASCAR and sports Twitter. And uh, the thing that was so great about it, though, is because there is still a disconnection between the scene that we're in and the mainstream sports world. So in Jim, so so it got viral in the Jim Rome show. If you don't know who Jim Rome is, just look it up. He's the number one paid sports radio broadcaster in the world. He's been huge for years. Show Rome is burning on ESPN. like he does know what he's talking about Mm -hmm. he's a massive massive sports media talent Mm -hmm. and he really took the national anthem thing and fucking ran with it and was fucking ripping me apart and honestly it was fucking funny jim rome (laughs) is hilarious jim rome is so good at roasting it's why he's again been taking my hater mentality back even about me that's why he's successful it's literally his brand he's so good at hating and going on those stupid ass rants it works but in that rant luckily for him not being in touch with the scene and stuff like that in his rant, he's like, he, there was a section of it where he's just like ripping on like emo. He's like, did some emo kid start working for NASCAR and book the national anthem, Benny Shoal or Gerard way from my chemical romance. 
Benny Shoal or Adam Lazara from take. He just basically started comparing me to all these like legends of the scene. What a compliment. Thinking he's making fun of me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, and so that was what I, I took that clip and posted it on Twitter because I knew the scene when they heard that would kind of take it and run with it too. And they did. And then I was just like, yo, Jim Rome, I just want to talk, man. Like what the fuck? And so we were able to just super lean into it. And then as we started leaning into it, cause it's like, there is two things you can do. And most people would just fire back and be just a fuck you, Jim Rome, you piece of fucking shit. You don't fucking know what you're talking about. And I could have done that. But we went for the funny approach and, and we just kind of goofed with it. And, 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 and he, cause it, there was a serious element of what he was saying. He didn't mean what he was saying for that first week. And so I knew if we could out troll him, cause I didn't give a fuck at that point. I did. I mean, it did really fuck me up mentally. I probably am still getting over it in certain ways. And there was a lot of stuff that I recently got over, but I didn't at this point. I, I I'm already, I'm already the victim, but I'm already the one being made fun of. We have, I don't have anything to lose at this point. Right. And so we just started going funny with it. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to look more of a bitch. If I like, get wrong. You hurt my feelings. Why are you <laughs> saying that about me? Like, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to look way worse there rather than if I just like fucking goof on it. And so I just tried to out troll him and it worked and it got his attention and it turned into like a back and forth thing. And there's even, I, I can't, it used to be on YouTube. I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but there's like a really long, like, radio broadcast the day before i went on his show where you hear him like like because i'm like at this point we're just really going back and forth and i'm just really trying to out troll and i'm honestly kind of starting to piss him off because it's working and he listens to the band like he listens to one of our songs on air and you literally hear him switch he's like whoa what the fuck this is good <laughs> that's awesome it's like like you, you literally hear his opinion like and then he's still like because he's doing his thing he was still razzing on it but like you can there, there's those moments that you can tell are genuine mm -hmm. and then after that it was really good and his and that's when we started getting a lot of followers from his fans and then the next day i it was still going on because that, that that thing yesterday and we were just going back and forth hard and uh twitter kept telling me like you should call in you should call in and i was like fuck it man i'm gonna do it <laughs> and i called in Amazing, and, and which was, and they honestly thought I was trolling. They were like, "You're not Benny," and I, I had to kind of like prove to myself that I was them, and also that I wasn't going to like get on air and just be like, "Fuck you, Jim Rome, you piece of shit." Like, right. like they had to like actually make sure I was chill, and I was, I, especially at that point. And so they actually like like they they sped me through, and they didn't treat me as a caller. And Jim actually brought me on for an interview on the show. And he gave me a good 15 minutes and let me tell my part of the story. Let me plug the band. Let me explain everything that happened in perfect detail. And he was so cool. Like, and it, and it really did change everything. And so I guess that's the thing. I, the biggest thing I learned from that is you never know <clears throat> what's going to help you. And yeah. don't make that first shirt. Cause I wanted to be like, fuck you, Jim Rome, you piece. I wanted to fire back really hard. Mm. So I took a minute to think about it. And I think the fact that it took a minute to think about it and steer into it and make it a funny thing actually ended up being one of the biggest things that could have ever happened to the band. Absolutely, man. Like that's, that's a, that's a huge thing. And I think that again, like that works with the overall message, you know, not to say that there's a message, but the overall like feel of your guys' band that like, you just like, you, you, you gotta make, you gotta have fun in life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you gotta have you know, fun. Honestly, you you want to, you want to you know. know the message? Mm -hmm. Life is fucking short. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. 
and have fun. And nothing more punk rock than that, you know. That that's the message. And again, it's I mean, like we are here for you. And we and we do. I mean, we have our we we deal with our mental stuff and mm. and write about that. I mean, that's where the inspiration comes from. Like I said, it's like that's there, and and it is what we stand for. And I want to, like I said, I want to be there for you in whatever you're going through, good, bad, or in between. Mm-hmm. We we're here for you, and we love you, and you have a space in a voids camp. But I'll tell you right now, the message is: don't t- life is short. Enjoy it. And, and enjoy it. If you want to enjoy it with us, that's great. We want to enjoy it with you. But life is short and fucking do the things you love to do. Yeah. Because you never know when the last thing is going to be. And that's what we think about every time we get on stage. Yeah. You never know when the last time we're going to be on stage is for any handful of reasons. So treat it like it's the last. And, and remember that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's, what it's, that's what we're about. That's what we're about. At the end of the day, that's what we're about. Absolutely. It's one of those, like, I, I, I just think of this because, like, somebody was asking for inspirational quotes for somebody in a group I was in today, and it fits with this perfectly, where it was from a, a movie I really love called, uh, it's a very dark movie, actually, called American History X. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. But, I haven't, um, but yeah. But uh, the, one of the quotes is just, like, life is too short to be pissed off all the time, you know, like, it's just, it's not worth it, you know, and you just gotta, you just gotta kind of sit back and smell the roses sometimes, right? And just kind of roll with the punches. So like, it's a beautiful thing, man. And thankfully, I mean, and I feel like you probably like, we, we can always talk about the Twitter assholes and the couple anomalies, the biggest, and why I'm still here. Biggest thing I've learned about the metal alternative punk, whatever scene you want to call it is that everyone is overwhelmingly nice. And like we were talking about earlier, the community comes together. And I think most people, and obviously there's the few really bad people out there and stuff like that, but it's like, obviously we have those feelings of bad and, and stress and, and think, and you do need to get them out, hopefully in constructive ways. And, and if going to a metal show and listening to me be pissed off and write about shit that I'm pissed off about and yell my head off, and then you can yell those words back at me, if that makes you feel better, mm-hmm. or not me at any other band that, and, and I think that that's what makes our scene so overwhelmingly positive even maybe other than other scenes is because there is the negative is there. It's in your, it's literally what fuels the music, mm-hmm. but it's not a negative thing, right? It's getting the negative out positive. It's a cathartic thing. You know, it's exactly. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there's people that write a lot deeper lyrics than even I do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's beautiful. And I think it's amazing that, that like, that's there for people to, because again, and again, it's, for, it's not, there's stuff that isn't there for everyone, but like, some people need that incredibly literal, like put you in a different world type lyricism. And it's amazing that it's out there in this scene. Some people don't need that and they need a more lighthearted approach to it. And hopefully, and that's what we're here to be for you. Mm-hmm. But it, we're here for that reason. And again, if you, and if we can get you into the scene and then you decide that you need that, then that's where the pipeline is. You go to silent planet or vice versa. Cause they're obviously a way bigger band than us. You love silent planet and love that serious side, but you need a little bit of fun. Then you can find yeah. us. And that's why it's so cool is we're all friends and we're all doing different shit, but we're here for the same reason. It's for you guys. And it's for us, but it's for you guys. Right. Right. Absolutely. Like it's just, it's just a great community that as long as people keep it positive, keep it constructive and, and keep the love like they do in the real world, even if it's not that way all the time in the online world, it's, 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 it's a great thing. And I think it, I think it, um, bands like yours that are, you know, up and coming and blowing up. It feels like every single time I look at your, again, not that numbers are everything, but like every single time I see you guys, the numbers are going up and up and up. And it feels like that's just because like, it's good music. It's fun. And people, people connect with it live. And that's, that's like all, that's all you need. Right. 
Thank you, man. And and I mean, I'm not. It is cool to see. I mean, it's not everything, but it is amazing to see your numbers go up. And mm-hmm. it obviously doesn't mean nothing either, because we're all we're, we aren't out here buying likes and follows and stuff right. like that. And so it is at least. Re- I mean, we do get on playlists and stuff like that. But I'd say that our growth is relatively organic because Absolutely. it's also it's growing fast, but it's also not as fast paced as other bands and other things. And so it's like I do think that you can kind of scale it back to to see that most of our growth is pretty literal and, and it's a, it's a good steady pace and it's, we can go faster. Hopefully we don't go slower, but you know, I, I'm that, I'm so grateful for it because I know that the people that are coming in and staying are, are about it. And that's like, again, what more can you ask for? Oh, like, yeah, that's if you give, if you give a fuck and like actually want to be here and want to be at the shows or want to put on the record, fucking thank you that's so cool that's literally why i get to do what i do like yeah. I, like that's what it's about absolutely man it's, it's 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 a beautiful thing and i love hearing all the positivity from this and like with everything with your guys's band it seems like things are just like on the up and up and you clearly have the best attitude in the world on this shit man like it's just, I'm, I'm in a better mood just talking to you today so it's, it's uh, a great thing man. yeah yeah Hey, I love to hear that. And I mean, I mean, PMA is important. And uh, also being in touch with your emotions is important. Yep. Don't, don't be toxically positive. Like you got to address that shit. Yeah. But you got to also not live in it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and being able to find the good and even the worst of situations is, is important. And, and we want to help you do that because uh, you all deserve to be here. And we don't want to see it. No, we don't want to see none of y'all go away now. So, uh, <laughs> so uh we we're here for you absolutely man well again uh benny thanks so much for for talking with me today i really really appreciate this This has been absolutely awesome um before thanks for having me man i had a fucking blast yeah before we go i've been trying this new thing because better podcasts than mine have been doing little gimmicks at the end (laughs) and i thought it'd be a good thing to try got two things i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit Um, uh do it they're hypotheticals so the first thing would be and i think you'll be a good person for this the first one I'm going to ask you is say hypothetically different universe. You're not in, you're, you're not in a void. You're, you're, you, you're the vocalist that you are. You, you, you're into the kind of music you're into everything else. Any people you could have in your band, like any, you know, you could make, you can make a five person band or four person band, three person band, whatever else. Who would you put into a band with you? If you could have the dream lineup, could be dead. Could be alive. Damn. Who would you, who, who yeah. would you put in with you? Fuck. I mean, I feel like the easy answer is obviously if I could go back and be Billy Joe Armstrong and fucking put myself in his shoes and be no, the man, kid that grew up with my dirt. You had him as the guitarist, and yeah. and he and you you and him do back and forth vocals like a Taking Back Sunday thing, man. That's what you got to go for. You got to think outside the box on this, right? Dang, that's <laughs> not bad. But I mean, I don't know. honestly. I think it would be really cool to be a part of, and I guess it's somewhat of a cop-out answer because it's, it's kind fine. of open-ended, fine. but it would be really cool to have gotten to be the singer of one of those bands like Linkin Park or oh, yeah. Limp Bizkit or, you know what I mean? And that, that got like the overnight success at a very, very, very different time than it is now mm-hmm. to like, have your no and obviously it's i mean they were in a band before and they they cut their teeth and anyone that thinks that lincoln park just did that is ridiculous they right absolutely cut their teeth as much as any other band but again you don't see overnight success like that or right. like even like nirvana so so but i like that it, and hopefully i mean maybe we'll get our moment still someday but you know what i mean it's like just being realistic it's like there's it's only a, a few world. times in life yeah, it's a different there's only world. a few times in life that a band actually like legitimately changes 
the course of pop culture and music. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, in an alternative world, it would be really cool to like have had that be my high school band, like be yeah. in a Nirvana or in a Foo Fighters or in a Green Day or like, like it would be cool to like do that at a different time. Mm-hmm. I, 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 honestly, I think it's more than that. Like, even if it's my own band, like, cause I also think if Avoid was a uh, fucking 10 years older and we came out in like even 15 years older, if Avoid came out in 2004, I think we'd be the biggest band in the fucking world. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think you got you you got the you got the choruses, you got the bangers for it. Like, I think it's just yeah, it's just a generational thing with all the music. We're definitely is, right? we're definitely doing a we're we're doing a old time. You know what I mean? We're we're not doing what's one hundred percent mainstream. But I also again the vision. I think we can make this shit mainstream again. And, I think so too. And be that band like that. That's really I want to make it. I want to be. I want to do for a handful of kids what Green Day did for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When I think about like, like that's the goal. And there's obviously like, there's little things and obviously there's things that I would like to achieve within sales and shows and stuff like that. But that, fuck all that. That's it. That's it. I want to be able to do for one or many kids what that, what Green Day and all those bands did for me. That, that's it that's that's so that's what i want to do absolutely hey I'll, I'll i'll take that answer that works and then one one other one this one's a little more realistic but i think this is a good one to ask like especially you know i've seen the tours you've done or that you're you know you're you're doing upcoming um whether it's kind of touring upcoming with like pop evil and the word alive or or what you did with um day seeker bad omen silent planet like you've mentioned plot and you kane hill um put those bands aside and it, it, this would be more current but like say you do a three band lineup you're the opener what two bands would you want to open for on a say u.s tour if you could pick any bands that are going on right now i will limit that to right because we we'd all probably fucking say yeah. like like the beatles or something if we could just like <laughs> I mean, the biggest band in the world. but like um something that like could potentially happen um this it's tough age. to like even narrow it down i mean i'll tell you i would take another bad omens tour in a heartbeat i that band has I would, actually blown up so that's actually a huge that, answer, that, band's, yeah. that band's blown up even like we played we did like a, we did five shows with them in september mm-hmm. and they've blown up exponentially since then even like i was talking to a friend of mine that's that or i was in a thread of, uh, uh, with a with a band that I'm, uh, I'm 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 kind of friends with and they were asking about like opening tours and so or like like doing shows with another band or something like that someone mentioned bad omens and then you look at the spotify numbers and you're like man like not that spotify numbers are or anything but this band has jumped up like three million listeners or something in the past two months like i, I don't mean know. that that's a that's a that's a very real metric yeah. that band is getting that yeah. big yeah that band's massive so i mean i guess like i could i could make so many of these because they are so i, I mean there's, <laughs> it's a tough it's a tough question because so much comes to mind uh-huh. because i mean there's so many amazing bands that i would love the opportunity to open for but for the sake of this question, let's say bring me the horizon, bad omens avoid. That, that would be, be an incredible show. And you would be an incredible show on that tour too. That would be so good. That would make a lot of sense too. Well, well, you know, I'm, 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 we're, we're man, we're, let's manifest I was, that. I was, you, you took the words out of my mouth. I'm gonna say we're we're putting that out in the world. That's gonna happen in the next, uh, let's say, in the next 18 months. You know, next record cycle in 18 months. Right there we go. Um, hey, oh man, that would be so incredible. Uh, all right, man. Well, before I let you go, there's two things. One, uh, if you can plug either if you where people can find 
find you or the band. And I always play a song at the end for people to listen to. Um, so, you know, you can kind of say your plugs, whatever else first, and then think about what song from avoid you want to play at the end. Dude, absolutely. So, I mean, avoid kicks ass. Avoid kicks ass is everything. We made it super easy. Facebook.com slash avoid kicks ass. Add avoid kicks ass on Instagram. Add avoid kicks ass on Twitter. Add avoid kicks ass on TikTok. Add avoid kicks ass on Twitch. Add avoid kicks any Go on any social media platform. And if we have an account on there, it'll be under that username. So, avoid kicks ass. Avoid kicks ass on org. Um, org. Org. Remember that. Not dot com, motherfucker. Yeah. Voidkicksass.org. It'll be in the notes, uh, too. It'll be in the notes, too. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Avoid, avoid kicks ass on anything. Just Google it. You'll figure it out. Um, and you can find me at Benny.Shoal on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. Uh, you can add me on Facebook if you want, but I won't accept your friend request. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I think it's either at Benny Shoal or Benny.Shoal. Super easy. Also, if you follow Avoid, it's really easy to find me through right. that. Uh, um, and this is Gator Fest by Avoid, you dumb idiots. <laughs> All right. So so we'll play. <laughs> that was amazing. Amazing way to say that. I love it so much, Benny. All right. We're going to play Gator Fest at the end of this uh, for, for Benny uh, with the band Avoid for the Powerless Podcast. Benny, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciated the time, man. Dude, appreciate you having me, man. This has been such a fun conversation.